Hey, Mama. So today's episode is super exciting because I am answering a listener's question. Um, So one of my listeners, she sent me a DM on Instagram asking if I had any episodes on transitioning to a mom of two as a business owner. And I was so glad she asked because I realized I don't. Um, I know I've talked about it, you know, navigating motherhood and entrepreneurship as a mom of two, but I didn't actually talk about that transition. And so it's something that actually comes up quite a bit in my community. And I recently had, you know, a couple of my coaching clients go through this, you know, they transitioned to becoming a mom of two and trying to figure out, you know, doing that and running their businesses. So First of all, I want to shout out Haley for asking this question because it's something I realized I needed to talk about here on the podcast. So we're going to dive into my story of transitioning to a mom of two while running a business and the two things that I think every mama needs to focus on when making that transition. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is the podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. So one thing that I have found is that mompreneurs tend to be lumped together in like a single category, just having the label of mom and business owner. And the thing is that every season of motherhood and running a business looks different, you know, depending on the ages of your children, how many children you actually have, you know, the level of support you have from family and friends, whether or not your child is even in childcare, you know, it looks different for all of us. And throw in like other factors of having ADHD or something else going on, and it looks even more different. And so I have found that for myself and for many of my clients, you know, really making that transition to a mom of two while running your business, it's hard. Like it is hard. Um, There are a lot of mindset things that come up for us and a lot of, you know, coming to terms with your business looking and operating differently than it did when you just had one kid. You know, not to even throw in, you know, looking at what other business owners are doing and whatnot. And so it looks different, right? So that's what we're going to be diving into today because I feel like it's something that really needs to be talked about in the online space. So just to kind of share a little background, you know, 
about my story. I know I've shared about this on the podcast before, but just to kind of give you guys some context and, you know, why I can even speak on this topic. Um, so I started my business while my son was 18 months and I was 12 weeks pregnant with my daughter. Um, I'm going to have to do like an entire episode on starting a business while pregnant because honestly, it's an extreme sport. <laughs> but there are some things that like if you're thinking about starting a business and you're currently pregnant, it is possible. Um, but during that season of my life, running my business was honestly so much easier. Um, you know, at that time, my son was in preschool full time and my daughter was in my belly. So I was able to work Monday through Friday and have my weekends free. I was able to incorporate lots of naps, you know, because being pregnant, that fatigue is real. But it was a lot easier because, like I said, my son was in preschool full time and my daughter wasn't born yet. Um, and so I had like a set routine for my son, like, and when it came to my business. And so at that time, you know, I was a virtual assistant and I primarily did like general admin, blog, copywriting and social media management. And so I set up my week so that certain days I focused on specific types of tasks. So I had a couple of days that were dedicated to general admin. I had a couple of days that were dedicated to social media management. And then one day that was focusing on blog copywriting. Again, I had that freedom and that flexibility. And although like I was pregnant and I knew my daughter would be arriving in April, I did not truly prepare my business for this major transition to a mom of two. I had thought I had things down and I thought that I could keep doing things the way that I was currently doing them, but I was wrong. And it's like, we don't always think about, you know, that kids, they do their own thing. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like we get things down as a mom of one. And then the second child comes in and it humbles you quickly. You know, kids do their own thing. And so I didn't really take into consideration a lot of things that could possibly go wrong or interfere with the plans I had created in my head. You know, I didn't think about the fact that even though, you know, we were really trying to prepare my son to become a big brother, you know, we were reading the books, we were talking to him about his sister all the time. You know, I would even have him, you know, fill my tummy when baby girl was kicking so that way he knew there was a living human being in my belly. And even though I did all of those things, he was not happy when the new baby actually arrived. In fact, you know, the first time he met his baby sister, my husband was holding her and was trying to like introduce him to her. And my son, he lost it. He started screaming the word no at the top of his lungs at his dad. He was angry. You know, he wasn't the baby anymore. He was like, who is this kid that you're holding? Like, what is this? And he he was not happy. Um, and so you have to keep in mind, too, like my kids are literally two years apart. Both kids are April babies and their birthdays are 10 days apart. So like literally they are two years apart. And so when, you know, I had my daughter, my son had just turned two. So it was a lot for him. You know, again, he wasn't the baby anymore and things were different, you know. 
And so that transition to becoming a big brother was a lot harder for my son than I had anticipated. You know, we started to see him regress in a lot of ways, you know, him wanting to be more dependent on us when there were a lot of things he was already doing independently. Um, We also saw, you know, more behaviors with him and everything. And he would even like try to hit his sister. Um, I remember she was like barely, I don't even think she was a week old yet, but he like yanked on her arm to try to get her out of my lap, like pulling her like she was a doll or something. And I knew that this wasn't like him intentionally trying to be aggressive or anything like that. That was him communicating that he was not happy. Um, And so because of that, you know, we decided to make the decision to switch him to part-time at school so that way he could have more one-on-one time with me. Um, And we did this early on. So while my husband was still on his paternity leave, so that way, like, I could have those one-on-one, you know, times with my son while my um, husband was like, you know, holding my daughter or maybe instead of me breastfeeding her, you know, I defrosted some breast milk and she drank that. Um, But it was also, I would say this transition was hard too because I ended up having an unexpected C-section or an emergency C-section, I should say. Um, You know, I originally was going to do a home birth and I actually fully started the process, um, made it to eight centimeters dilated, my water broke and my daughter would not tuck her head so that she could actually come out. So ended up having to be transferred to the hospital. Even there, she's still like they were trying to get her to, you know, do what she needed to do so she could come out. She would not cooperate. So it resulted in a C-section. And if you are a C-section mama, you know they tell you not to lift anything other than the baby. And my son, bigger than his sister. So that was the other thing too. He wanted me to pick him up and I couldn't. So all of that was stuff I did not account for. In my mind, I was going to have this successful home birth and that my recovery would look a lot different, but it didn't go that way. And so that is something I want you to keep at the top of your mind is that we can plan for a lot of things, but when you bring kids into the mix, those plans, nine times out of 10, aren't going to go the way that you plan, especially while they are still really little. And it's like, we can't account for those things, right? We can try to put in some buffers and different things like that, but we can have these plans mapped out and these kids come into this world and they do their own thing and they shake up our plans. And so that's a big part of which we'll talk about in a little bit is that you have to learn to be flexible. That is probably like the biggest mindset shift you will have to have when you are transitioning to a mom of two. So. You know, like I said, that transition was really, really hard. And so this meant that I had to do things differently. I had to change things drastically in my business. And honestly, that was really hard for me to accept initially. And I'm going to be transparent. Like I still have those moments where it's like I I get this momentum going and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then the kids come in and it changes things up and it is like an internal battle. I get frustrated 
And so it's something I have to work through. So this like kind of brings us to the two things that I had to really focus on and that I feel that every mama making this transition needs to focus on. It's your mindset and actually preparing. Um, And this is huge. Both are huge. So like, let's start with mindset. So the biggest mindset shift that has to happen is adjusting your expectations and being realistic about your current season of life. And this is where that flexibility piece comes in. Because part of adjusting your expectations and being realistic about your current season of life also means you have to be flexible. You have to be able to adjust and adapt as needed. And this is something I actually coach my clients through. I have a couple of clients that I'm, you know, supporting them with this right now. And it's like, you know, thinking about, you know, prior to having your second child, you have your routines down, you have a good flow, and you're able to accomplish a lot, right? You know, it may look like, you know, breastfeeding your child while sending a quick email or working on something, you know, while you're breastfeeding. Um, That's something that I did, you know, Um, especially after, you know, we first had my daughter and my son was still in school full time. I would just latch my daughter on and type out that email or work on that blog or whatever it is that I was doing at the time. And, you know, another thing is, is too, is like prior to having your second child, you know, your firstborn may be a really good napper. And honestly, a lot of that can change when you bring that second child into the picture. And this is especially true if like, your firstborn is like three years old or a little bit younger. Um, and that is something we saw that after my daughter arrived, my son completely dropped naps and he was barely two. And it was like to the point that unless somebody laid down with him and like put him in a bear hug to get him down for a nap, he was not going to nap. And he used to be a really, really good napper where he would just at a certain time would basically put himself to sleep. But all of that changed when my daughter came into the picture. And this is like something that has come up for a couple of my clients. You know, something that they have expressed to me was that feeling of frustration And um, they felt it because they could not get things done like they used to. You know, they saw that their firstborn children were needing more of their attention. They weren't napping like they used to. And their routines were completely thrown off. And so the reason why they were getting frustrated was that they were holding themselves to the same expectations and trying to do things how they did before they became a mom of two. And it, like I said, it is such a mindset shift and it's something that is going to take time, especially like if you were running your business prior to becoming a mom of two, or if you were running your business prior to becoming a mom at all, it is such a mindset shift that has to happen. Like it is It can be a lot. It can be very overwhelming, frustrating, upsetting. And you even have to go through this period of grieving in a sense because things don't look like how they used to. So to support my clients through this, we really talked about their current capacity. And then we really focused on 
one to two things that they could realistically commit to, you know, in this season of their life. And really focusing on those one to two things that are going to move the needle forward in their businesses. So when it comes to adjusting those expectations, you're going to feel like you're doing way less in your business. And that is hard. It is a really hard pill to swallow. But when you embrace that change and then you look at, you know, what those top two things that you can really focus on in your business, that's going to actually move the needle forward, meaning it's going to get you closer to your goals. It's, you know, those top priorities, things, not busy work or anything like that, but things that are actually going to help you generate income. When you focus on those things and you start seeing those results, you're going to feel good because you are making progress and you're not giving up on your business. You're just taking things a little bit slower and that's okay. And so for both of my clients, this looked like for them, you know, focusing on re-engaging their community. Now, both of them, you know, they had just returned from maternity leave and during their leave, you know, they had to put things on pause in their businesses, meaning that they weren't actively engaging with their community or at least not at the same level they were before. And so they knew that they couldn't just, you know, pop back up and start trying to sell to their audience that they hadn't engaged with in some time, you know, because they had essentially stepped back and they weren't, you know, continuing to build and nurture those relationships. And so we really focused on developing a plan for engaging their audience and rebuilding those connections, but doing it in a way that aligned with their current season of life. And That's something to consider, you know, when you're making that transition to a mom of two is really looking at, again, what are those top one to two things that you can really commit to in this season of your life that isn't going to stress you out, that isn't going to cause you to become, you know, that mom that's not fully present. You know what I mean? So it's just, again, adjusting those expectations and being flexible, but really getting hyper-focused on those top priorities, those needle movers in your business. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is preparing, because that's a huge part of making that transition, right? Is that you need to prepare for it. And is this is kind of like things that you're going to prepare, but also continue to do as you're in this season of being a mom of two. So the first thing I want to say is really important is communicating your values to your current and future clients. And when I say values, if you are a mom business owner, and if part of why you started this business so that you can be home and be present with your children, that means that that is a top priority for you. That means that no matter what else is going on, your kids come first. And that has to be communicated to your clients. No, I didn't do that as I was making that transition. There was a client that I had. And, um, you know, like I said, after I had my daughter and we saw, you know, what was going on with my son, we switched him to part time, which meant that he was home Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so I made the decision to block off my Tuesdays and Thursdays, meaning that I was not available to my clients. I was not taking any calls. I was not available via Voxer. 
I wasn't doing client work those days. And so most of my clients were accepting of it. And I, I realized the ones that were accepting of it were, they were also moms too. The one client who wasn't accepting of it, she wasn't a mom. She didn't understand. And I made the mistake of not communicating that value to her from the beginning. And it resulted in us, you know, basically not renewing the contract once it ended because I was not willing to sacrifice my children and their needs to meet this client's needs. And, you know, there was no shade or anything towards her. It was just that our values were different and I had to make the decision to do what was best for me and my family. So one of the ways that you can make sure you're communicating your values, um, especially for more so like future clients, um, is to communicate it through your content. So you can do this by making it clear that your business is a life first business and sharing about you being a mom. That is going to let people who are coming into your world, who are consuming your content, they're going to know that, okay, if I work with this person, their children is a top, they're a top priority for them. And I have to be able to respect that. And so it's going to ensure that you are attracting those best fit clients. Um, and so I did make that shift in my messaging and my content and everything. And so when I had that incident with my daughter, you know, back in October when she had the seizure, I was able to, you know, contact a client who I was supposed to get a podcast episode out for a specific time and let her know, hey, you know, we're going to have to delay production. This happened with my daughter and, you know, I have to focus on that right now. And she was okay with it. She was like, you take care of your daughter, you know, and she respected that. There were no hard feelings or anything like that. But because I made that shift, I made that change in the content I was creating, I was able to attract those clients that shared the same values as me, who value, you know, putting their children first and everything like that. So another way that you can, you know, prepare for this is intentionally creating white space in your day. So thinking ahead, you know, before you transition into this role of a mom of two, or if you're even if you're already there, you know, start incorporating white space in your day. Now, for me, that looks like Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't have my calendar open. People can't schedule an appointment with me on those days. And I, I've just kept that, you know, like I said, we had switched my son over to part-time, but just even going forward, I just continue to keep it that way. And it works out. So that way, when my son started, you know, receiving speech, I was able to do Tuesdays and Thursdays for his speech sessions. I didn't have to rearrange things in my calendar. I was able, because I knew I always have those days available. I don't schedule things on those days. So really looking at what is that going to look like for you? You know, how can you intentionally create white space in your day? You know, are there certain days where you can block off a chunk of time so that no one can schedule any meetings for you? You put that you're not available. So doing that because you don't know what's going to come up with your kids. 
Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to have a doctor's appointment. So many things can happen. Even it's just like your kids not sleeping through the night before and you just, you're tired. So you just need a day. So if you have that intentional white space, that's going to give you that freedom and that flexibility. Okay, so the next thing you'll want to do is really communicate your needs to your spouse, your family, whoever your village is. And this is important because as moms, we tend to like, if we have something to get done, we're going to figure out and we're going to do it. But when you add in that second child, that is another layer. That is another, I don't want to say like pressure, but it's just even more responsibility. And so at some point, you're going to burn out if you're trying to do it all yourself. So ask for help. And if you can plan ahead of time, say like you're currently pregnant or you're planning to get pregnant with your second child, try to put a plan in place now. So that looks like, you know, talking to your spouse or, or somebody like grandma, grandpa, whoever helps out with the kids. Talk to them about creating like some type of schedule or plan where you have at least, you know, either one dedicated day or a few hours on certain days to just work, meaning that you are not responsible for the kids. You're not responsible for changing diapers. You're not responsible for feeding anybody, planning meals, none of that. Do that. So for me, that looks like, you know, on the weekends, I typically get the majority of my work done on Saturdays and Sundays because that's when my husband is home. Monday through Friday, I solo parent. My husband works anywhere from like 5.30, 6 a.m. and doesn't get home till 7.30, 8 p.m. So it's really long days for him during the week. So because of that, I get the majority of my work done on Saturday and Sunday. Now, there are times where like I do work in the evening. I'll do a few hours of work during the evening, but it's more so how I'm feeling. If I have the energy to do it, if I'm in the right headspace for it. I typically, though, I, I get a bulk of it done on the weekends because that's what works best for our current season of life. So really just mapping that out, you know, sitting down with your spouse, or like I said, if you have family support or friends who are willing to help out with the kids and just mapping out a schedule. So that way, you know, you have either a dedicated day or on certain days you have, you know, this work block where you can get things done without any interruptions. And This is huge because when you have that time where you know like you aren't focusing on anything else but getting work done, you can get so much accomplished. And that's going to help you with building your business and being able to take on client work and everything is just having that time where it's uninterrupted and you focus purely on getting work done. So kind of tying into this, you know, how I mentioned that I typically get the majority of my work done on the weekends, you have to be open to working on what may be considered like odd days or odd hours. And 
it's this is a mindset shift here because a lot of us, you know, come from like a nine to five where it's like we work Monday through Friday, we work these set hours. And as a mom, your schedule may not look like that. It may look like you getting up early in the morning to get work done if you're a morning person or if you're a night owl like me getting work done in the evenings or like I said, how I do. I get the majority of my work done on the weekends. So working on the weekends. So it's being open to working those odd hours. So early mornings, late nights, weekends, and being flexible. And remembering that this is your business. So you get to set the rules. You get to set this up in a way that feels good to you and works for your family. So. Don't get caught up in those people who are talking about, oh, I only work two hours this week or, (laughs) you know, oh, I don't work weekends. That's great for them, but you have to do what's going to work for you. And I'm not saying like you need to be working 40 hours a week because you shouldn't. You know, there's a way to set your business up so you're working 20 hours or less a week, but you have to be willing to do things differently. It's going to look different for you and that's okay. So the last thing under this, you know, preparations category is getting ahead when you can. So taking advantage of nap time or when grandma offers to take the kids, different things like that, and just batching out what you need to batch out. So if that is getting ahead on client work, If that is, you know, batching out your content, whether you have a podcast, a blog, if you do, you know, post on social media, like getting ahead where you can, batching out your emails, that was like a game changer for me doing that in November, batching out my emails for the month. That felt so good knowing that I just had to go in and schedule my emails and that was it. Like it felt so nice knowing that I did not have to write a new email each week. And even I did get ahead on recording my podcast episodes and that felt so good too. So that way, instead of me recording a podcast episode on the weekend or writing emails, I was just editing podcast episodes and scheduling emails. And I'm I'm doing it for this month too. Like I already have a couple of the emails written. Today I am batch recording some um uh podcast episodes for December. So it's like getting ahead and doing it like when you have those opportunities, take advantage of it. Okay, so that is kind of like my process for transitioning into, you know, becoming a mom of two and navigating that as a business owner, because it is a lot. It is different. It's going to look different compared to when you were a mom of one or compared to when you weren't a mom and you were running your business. It's all going to look different. But one thing I want you to remember with all of this that I shared is that this is just a season of life. It's not going to look like this forever. You know, I think about last year when I had two kids in diapers. And now this year, I only have one child in diapers. 
And it makes a world of a difference, right? Now my son is able to go to the bathroom on his own and I'm not having to change two sets of diapers. I'm just having my baby girl change her diapers, which we are going to start potty training with her in like January, February. So hopefully we will be done with diapers soon. But even just that change has made a world of a difference. You know, my son, he's older now. And so he is able to play more independently. He loves Legos and I can give him his Legos and he will sit and play with Legos for a good hour or so. And so I will do that sometimes, you know, if baby girl is napping, give him his Legos. So that way I can work on a couple of things in business. So I share all that to say is that it's not going to be this way forever. It does get easier as they get older and more independent and everything. Um, And then too, if your kids are going to be going to school and stuff, that's going to make a world of a difference too. But even if you decide to homeschool your kids, it's still going to get easier as they get older. So just remember that this is just a season of life and it won't be this way forever. So that is it for this episode. If you have any questions related to transitioning to becoming a mom of two, or maybe you're in that season right now and it feels very overwhelming, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is mama term mompreneur and we can chat about it. You know, you can ask me any questions or, you know, just if you need to vent, I'm there for you. I get it. It is not easy, but it is doable. And I want you to know that you are doing amazing, Mama. And just show yourself grace. We all need it. All right, I'll catch you in the next episode. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. Whether you're a podcaster ready to create podcast content that attracts her dream clients or a mama that's ready to stop the social media burnout and simplify her marketing through podcasting, I can support you. Head on over to mamaturnmompreneur.com forward slash connect to submit an interest form so we can chat about how I can best support you. All right, mama, I will talk to you again soon.